Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com slash careers. That's opcpest.com slash careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. now for The Drive with Mark Ennis, presented by Fitness Market on 93.9 The Ville. Fitness Market is Louisville's premier location for home and commercial fitness equipment and electric bikes. Find them online at thefitnessmarket.com. Now here's Mark Ennis and Mark Lieberman. Welcome back into The Drive here on 93.9 The Ville. Mark Ennis, Mark Lieberman here. Uh, just a reminder, again, we're going to be out at 530 uh, for pregame coverage of Louisville and Georgia Tech women's basketball. Uh, so just leave it uh, here. We made Dana wait through the break. and We don't want to do that uh, any longer. So we'll get Dana right on in here. Dana, welcome into the drive on 9th and the Bell. What's up on? Guess the drive. We have Dana. Guess All the right. Drop. We lost. We lost uh, Dana. All right. Uh, Coach, uh, last night uh, after the game, I thought, again, one of the things that that I think drives a lot of folks crazy. So, like the play and that sort of thing uh, is bad enough, but then explanations and such afterwards. Mm-hmm. Were, you, were you maybe surprised that we didn't hear more? I, it seemed like a golden opportunity for there to be like a little bit of an extra helping of personal kind of accountability there. And I was, I was thinking in particular about like Rick blowing up after they lose the other day, but then kind of coming back the next day and be like, look, I'm not giving myself good grades either. And I was really shocked to hear hey you know there's these i tell them this tell them that these things these things these things and never really kind of bringing it home even when asked about like how why are you confident it's going to get turned around it really seems to kind of always be about what's going on outside of him instead of him mm-hmm. as a coach like you go up there surely you've got to know on some level that you got to talk about your role in all of this and we still really don't seem to ever hear that right i mean he, he's going to give uh coach will give a, a pretty much a generic answer i know bob asked him the question um about even if he's expecting a third year um for me personally like that's something if i'm asking a question i'm like coach how do you guys continually guard back screens and what is your ball screen defense do you, do you want guys to come over do you want them to plug like what's your rules on that how how far out do you want to pressure the basketball? What's your pickup points for your guards? These are questions that you can be specific and you can find out defensively if there's answers to those type of things. And uh, because, you know, we're going to get, you know, the guys are going to fight, but they're not understanding what we're, we're trying to teach them and, and so on. And But but that's, you know, how many, how many times have we said it? I mean, that's the job. If you can't get them to do it, then somebody else has to, that, you know, and, and – um, you know, even with Coach Patino's message, um, and, and and we saw what you know, I I I spoke to former players and some coaches, and that's 
that's just him. And then, and then inside those walls, you know, he's going to even explain it specifically to those guys and understand exactly what he is expecting from even speaking to, to Richard Pitino. He's like, my dad didn't even know what he was saying at that point. He just gets so consumed with winning Mm. that he just loses some of the, 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 what the the aspects of, of what actually is being said and it's almost like he zones out. It's like I've seen that in games. <laughs> it's the truth. And then he goes back, he reflects on it. Um uh and I think it was either on I don't know if it was on uh Jeff Goodman's thing or, or, or whatnot. And um he had talked about well I went back and spoke to my wife and she was just like, what are you talking about? Stop, go back and speak to your players. So, you know, with him talking about um Jumping in the in the water and wanting to to freeze to death after a loss. Um, honestly, that's how he does feel. But he does care. He wants them to be all the little things that he teaches. He is meticulous and wants the, them to play the way he sees the game. So, and I'm not sure we we have that here, but I know that's how he feels. Yeah, and you know, Bob, we took Bob's call before uh, the top of the hour break, and and he he asked about effort level. And, and we watched them, and, and I'm more convinced of this than ever, uh, that, that, that maybe effort level was never the main problem. Uh, as much as it's, it's really hard to put 100% of your effort into not knowing what to do. You know, the, that it's not, there's not clarity. It's clear. Like, they don't play crisply and it just doesn't work. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they're not just missing a bunch of really well-designed shots. You know, it's it's turning the ball over possession after possession after possession. It's all the things you just mentioned, just sort of standing in the wrong place. Um, you know, I would imagine leads on some level. Film study for coaches is like, let's figure out how they do things and then how we're going to attack it. I, I would have to think sometimes opposing coaches have to be like, this is more confusing than anything I've ever tried to prepare for because I don't know what they're even trying to do. Yeah, we, we want to make sure it's so... It's so demanding, and and let me make this point that you know people are saying that there's that they have a relationship with Coach Payne, and and you know they they enjoy playing for him. That shouldn't, and I hope people don't misconstrue this, but that's not always the case. You want to practices don't have to be good. You don't have to come after and say we had a great practice. Practice was awful because they couldn't continue to grasp how we're guarding this ball screen action, but we're going to do it over and over for the next two or three days, and they are going to get it. And then come game time, the repetition, it's going to be so much easier, and it's going to be so hard for them to understand all the details. When you close out, you're not hopping, and you're playing the top foot, and your hands are high, and then you're ripping through the catch the move and forcing him to take a third dribble and spin where your help is. So like all those things you're going to work on, and at this time of the year, you're so consumed with making sure that not only can you stop the opponent, but really good coaches spend so much time offensively how we can attack them. Are they, for example, what Notre Dame did as far as trapping the post? You know, having this high escape dribble, throwing the ball out, having a guy cut down the middle to, to, to plug that defender. And then maybe you're going to have... Um, an overload on the opposite side. So there's different things you're doing. You're looking to attack teams, and that's what really good coaches do as well. They, they from scouting, they're, they're, okay, this is what we can do to score and, and to be effective. You know, the, the enduring image for me from this game uh, is towards the end of the game, uh, you, they're obviously trying to fill as the, the lead is ballooned to north of 20. 
uh, and if this were to be Kenny's last game, which it doesn't look like it's going to be, or else they probably would have done already, he's going to leave here. And I don't actually, I don't think he can change this at this point. He's going to leave here having lost more than half of his losses by 10 points or more. Like, think about that. Like, mm-hmm. more than half your losses weren't even competitive when it mattered. Uh, that's that's hard to do at a place like Louisville, where I can remember, you know, when Rick really had it at its best, I'm pretty sure these were most of your years here, they, they went more than a, a year without ever losing by double digits. Once. Well, much less 31 times in 58 games or something. Yeah, and, and, and how much time. It's not like the offensive end wasn't important to, to Coach Patino, right. and, and, and there's that balance that you find, but... You know, we charted every defensive possession. Like, we're watching in practice. I'm going to take that practice and watch watch it over and over again and see how many times that we, how many deflections we had. And were they in the right, you know, in a boxer stance? Were they stunting and swiping? Were, you know, were they dropping and, you know, leveling off the drive and making sure that we're scrambling out of situations that are hard closeouts. There was one time on a drift pass, and, and you watch Curtis Williams, and, and just doesn't move. And I, you know, it's a situation where, are you really going to blame him? That's something you have to coach him up to understand that. And for anybody to think that the players are completely at fault, I mean, that to understand how to play at a high level, an ACC level defensive scheme, it's not easy. So you know you've got to buy into that, and you've got to you've got to sell those guys on that from day one. So for me, the the enduring image of that game is when they started flashing up above behind the Notre Dame bench, and there's Shrewsbury's family. And for those who don't know, you know he's from just across the river in Southern Indiana, grew up a Louisville fan. His son said, "I'm pretty sure my dad's a Louisville fan." You know, after the game and the the little on court interview, and the the announcers. Tom Crean and I forget who it was that was with him mentioned, you know, a number of times that he had told them, if you're going to come to the game, you have to wear Notre Dame stuff. Don't wear your Louisville stuff. <laughs> and and there's his family sneaking little Louisville shirts out <laughs> as they're blowing Louisville out their passion. They, it's like, all right, we've worn this enough. I just want you guys to know we're actually Louisville fans. Right. And like for, for whatever reason, it just struck me like, their passion exceeds anything we've seen for our own people. And, and I just, that's why it felt so final to me. Like this has to be the final indignity. I don't well, know why we're, we're going to go any further with this. Yeah. You watch Notre Dame. There's belief. The players believe the staff believes they have, they've constructed what, what they're going to do. They, ha- they know who they are and they're going to do it. They're not very talented right now. But they're going to compete. Um, they won three in a row. And you and I talked about when he had that press conference and ripped his guys for just effort and those type of things. Yeah. And they're undermanned. They're under-talented. But they're going to compete. And so every fan respects that. And you and you can, you know, it. that's what, it's a little, uh, for me, it's not even irritating. You know, and people talk about improvement. Well, you're going to get guys offensively. These are all guys that have scored on their travel teams in you know, overtime elite. They've been they've scored in college. They're going to score points. They're going to be able to drive and, and make plays. And you have talent. It's about doing all the other things that affect winning, and that's what you haven't seen. You know, again, who are where were guys attacking charges? Where were guys two places at once? Where were guys all over the place just flailing around? I wouldn't even care if they're out of position. If they're just 
every single play just sprinting and trying to get a deflection, trying to get involved in the play and, and dis- be disruptive. And that's okay if, if the effort is is there on that end. Looking at the numbers uh, very quickly, you know, he said, I hope people can see their, their improved from year one to year two. That is, that's a meaningless comparison considering how low the bar was after year one. But if you look at them offensively, I'm looking at Ken Palmier. Offensively, they're 184. The year with the the Chris Mack slash Mike Pegues year, they were 173 offensively. So that team that we're like, man, Chris Mack looks like he might have a heart attack here. Uh, he He's checked out. He was freaking out. He's like, I can't reach these guys. They were better offensively than this team. And that team... Chris Mack slash Mike Pegues the last year, their defensive rating, 114. So this Mark, year's team, yeah. 230. They're nowhere near as good as what he took over. Look at two teams that, right, two teams that trapped the post. Who are the two teams that trapped the post this year in the ACC against Louisville? You've got Notre Dame last night, and you got Virginia. Right. How effective were they offensively in those games? When you're basically really trying to take the ball out of, you know, BHH's hands and, and make him more of a facilitator. And, and the ways to counter that, you can't you can't really double from the middle. I just thought Louisville could have run a lot of roll and replaces, spread the floor, and you've got guys on the wings who then can can stampede and drive those closeouts. But roll and replace where you get Huntley Hatfield both feet in the paint. And that's really hard to guard and to hard to double as as Notre Dame was sending their their other big who was guard Caleb Glenn over and Virginia would do the same thing. But getting both feet in the paint, getting touches in certain areas, and, and even when they're setting flex and cross screens, don't drift an extra two or three inches. Those are details that we look for. You know, Don't take another two or three inches. Work on stopping where both feet are in the paint, and then you're going to get fouled or scored. And then if you're just two or three inches off that spot, here comes the double team, and you're not in the scoring position. So you look at how... Those two teams prepared, and obviously it's a copycat stuff, and and I don't know if Duke needs to do that with some of their athleticism, but you might see them doubling Huntley Hatfield you know, in the next game. Uh, if we've still got Uncle Larry, let's get him on in here next. Uncle Larry, thanks for waiting, buddy. Good to talk to you as always. Welcome into the drive, buddy. What's up? I don't mind waiting at all, Mark. Uh, great show. Coach, I appreciate uh, your insight to the game. I've learned a lot uh, since I've been listening to you on this radio station. I appreciate you very much. Uh, Mark, I'm calling for a little different thing today. You've known sure. me for a long time. Yep. I mean, a long time. You've been around, and I've been around. Uh, got to know you pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, the last six, seven years, I felt like I've been in a seven or eight, 15 rounds with Ali. <laughs> Just open your, mind and open, open your mind and think about it. We have gone through so much as a fan base. We get up. We're in the fourth, fourth round. We get knocked back down. We get back up. We get knocked back down. Uh, you said it yourself about me, and there's very, very many, many fans in the same boat I am. I'm not a rich man. Never was a rich man. And I am just fed up with the way that fans like me are getting treated. We, we need a coach in here that will take care of business and take care of all the bylaws and the NCAA and know, know them and, and, and get them enforced. 
by the athletic department, and we need to just start from scratch and uh, just build this thing back up. Coach, while ago, you was talking about the defense and stuff. I haven't seen a defensive player since Russ Smith's ball hawk. B.J. Flynn was my favorite guard. He was all over everybody every time they touched the ball. We need that back for sure. But, uh, Mark, I'm just, like I said, I'm just I'm tired of, of – of putting out money and, and, and buying hats and buying memorabilia. And uh, we're the laughing stock of Florida right now. You know, I lived in Orlando for a long time. Mm-hmm. So every time I talk to somebody in Orlando, they're all over my case. Well, what's wrong with Louisville? Are they ever going to have a basketball team up there? Volleyball took over, they said. But anyway, I'm tired of rambling. I'm down here getting ready to go see the Biscuit and Christie down here at the Game Watch. So just there past the studio. So I'll talk to you later, and I appreciate you letting me ran again, Mark. Love you. Talk to you later, Thank brother. Thank you, Larry. It's always good uh, to talk to you. I've, I, when when he was still Larry from Orlando back in uh, 2018, uh-huh. uh, I got to actually meet him in person, Larry from Orlando, in Orlando. And now he's back, and he's uh, been a loyal listener for an extremely long time and have always uh, appreciated that. You know, I, I listened to another uh, lo- like podcast earlier uh, this week, uh, driving down here uh, to Florida to be with my mom and my brother. And uh, there was a, there was some talk on it about um, fan negativity uh, around Nolan Smith, uh, and and I I think I think I'm choosing to just kind of not really hold a lot of this against Nolan really at all. I mean the the Nike Adidas thing, whatever. That's the, not yeah, a great I mean, thing. Handled that better, right? right? It's small but, potatoes, right? But this the 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 idea that like there's a there's this massive problem with fan negativity here. Uh, I almost wish I could create um, like you, you can make these Google Chrome extensions where it's like every time you see this word, just replace it on my screen with this word. And I feel like what would be great is if in all of those kinds of discussions, uh, if you find yourself saying uh, that there's a real problem with fan negativity, just change fan negativity to the consequences of your own actions. Because what you're you're not getting negativity. Negativity is when people take something that's good and try to tell you that it's bad. Or something that's meaningless Correct. is is bad. What you're getting from fans is just them telling you what they're seeing with their own two eyes. Uh, and I've I have Larry called in because he's tired of being told he's being negative when he's really just saying that bad basketball is bad. Just so and frustrating for the fan base, right? And I've been disappointed that that card got played quickly or that it has somehow persisted up to this point. Uh, people are not negative. You fans, it would have been negative if there had been like a rage fest in that building last night. And there wasn't. There wasn't. There, there uh, Apparently, you know, there was some tepid booing here and there. That happens all the time. That happens when teams are good. Uh, but in in other places and at other times, there may have been Crap thrown like I and I'm so glad that Louisville fans haven't done any of that at all uh, it, throughout his entire tenure. There haven't been signs. There hasn't been mm-hmm. mocking. There hasn't been any of that stuff. Uh, and I think that's to everyone's credit. And I just I hope that we never have to hear about the fans somehow being a part of or a contributing factor in any of this that has gone on. You all are not the problem and never have been. Well said, and um, yeah, and, and and to 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 understand what goes on in that building, you know, you brought up the, the staff, and and no one knows 
what's going on on a day-to-day basis, how hard someone's working, how hard someone's not working, you know, what, who's making the call on certain issues, what's happening. So it's, it's, it's very difficult from that standpoint to understand, you know, what is going on unless you're there. And you're right. It, it's, it, it's, it's passion. And I love passion. I think passion is, is what drives everything. And if you're not passionate about something, and when I learned from day one when I was here, this fan base is passionate and they care and they're invested. And that's what we're seeing. And that's the frustration that's coming out from everyone. So Texture says this, sometimes for sports reporters are reluctant to ask basic tough questions for Kenny. What could you have done differently to prepare your players for this game? Do you take any of the blame for the poor performance for your team this game uh, or this year? Do you believe you've done a good job this year? Uh, look, those are fine questions. Uh, I think the reason you don't get them anymore is there's a jadedness to asking such questions because of what's happened up to this point. Uh, we know uh, we're going to get something about fight and we're going to get something about kids these days and young kids and elephants in the room uh and and the the cloud uh, and all of that sort of thing uh let's be real here nobody really wants to hear him answer that question anymore so i don't really know i i think the texture's right i think it's it's fair to ask him tough questions uh and it's why he's shielded himself from really being asked them as few times as possible uh, because he doesn't want to answer those questions. But I think we know at this point he doesn't have answers to those questions. And the things that you all think are problems, he doesn't think are problems. Uh, and that's why this is going to either be over like soon or in a few days or in a few weeks. Because this, there's nothing redeemable here uh, at this point. And I think asking fans to support it any longer than they have uh, is crazy. I just, I was shocked to hear anyone talking about fan negativity at all at this point. Guys, we're just watching. That's not negativity. It's uh, I, I think it was true. And it was like, you know, people say I give him hell and I just give him the truth and it feels like hell. You know, like, that's that's what fans have done. Uh, and, and fans here will the fact that like they won two games, two out of three games, and there was an extra almost 2000 people at the game following that uh, just shows like the minute there's anything to go for, people will be all over it. And that's the good news for the next guy, whoever it might be. Uh, you feed these people, they will come back. <laughs> but you've got to. You have to. I mean, that's it's exactly right. I mean, once th- this fan base is going to embrace it, look, look what they, even when that there's just little, small little steps, right? You beat a Florida State and you come back from Miami and then everybody's just so excited. They want that. It's not like, right, it's not like, People are just spewing hatred, and you mentioned it. They're not carrying signs. They're not doing things that are disruptive. There's such major distractions and noise for for the for the program, but the program's got to do its its part, right? And you know, being specific, those questions that you know from the text are those are still ways that you can get around. You know, instead of saying simply, "Hey, how are you guarding this action? Why are they scoring on out of bounds?" You know, but still, you might not get insight. You might not get the answers that you want. So I don't know if it's asking questions anymore that you're going to figure out and solve this puzzle. Yeah. And I've been reluctant up to this point uh, to, to engage in anything about sort of like smiling and all that sort of thing. Cause again, I can't control my face either. So I, I I'm, that's not a legit <laughs> criticism, but I do think at this point often 
you know, people have have noted a, a very dispassioned looking person is constantly telling us how the players need to show a level of desperation uh, and is stubbornly, I think, has refused to show fans that. And I think people pick up on the incongruence of those messages, and it's why it hasn't worked uh, and won't work and and why it won't last too terribly much longer. Leaps, thanks for squeezing in here and getting here as fast as you could, buddy. Appreciate everyone listening uh, and sticking with us through technical issues here at the beginning. It'll be scot-free tomorrow. We will be good uh, to go. Thanks again, Coach. We appreciate it. You got it. All right. You've been listening to The Drive on 9th and the Bell. Leave it here. Network pregame coverage of Louisville women at Georgia Tech coming up after us. See you. Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. Taking care of your family isn't always easy, so we make sure getting care when you need it is. With Baptist Health Urgent and Virtual Care, we bring you more options and greater convenience, too. With video visits available 24-7 and online check-in through MyChart for in-person visits. To check in online or to set up a video visit, go to baptisthealth.com slash care anywhere. When it's time to replace your heating and air system, we know people want options. That's why you'll always get a free second opinion with BJ Heating and Cooling. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% financing for 60 months on a new Bryant system. Call the experts you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling. 